The content of this recording is copyrighted by Sandler Systems, LLC. All rights reserved. This is the Building Blocks of Success with Glenn Matson. Welcome back to the Building Blocks of Success. What we're looking at today is what I consider probably one of the funnest, enlightening uh, discussions that we have when we're doing either one-on-one or group training. And just last week, I'm sitting in front of a group of individuals that are highly successful producers over at a very well-known company. And while we're sitting there, these individuals all earn between $500 and probably $2 million based on their reoccurring revenue, the new growth that they have, and their financial planners. As we're having this conversation, again, these are heavy hitters that are already very successful. And what they're looking to do is become more successful and how to figure out how to do that on an easier basis. So regardless if I'm talking to brand new people, if I'm talking to experienced people, if I'm talking to really successful people, what we're going to discuss today is universal. And I just don't want to have you think that the example I'm going to use are with successful people. So therefore, that's only true with them. It's actually true with everybody. And I want to walk you through this comfort zone situation and how it really does impact that our belief is, is that we do earn what we think we're worth. A lot of times what happens is, is that inside of us, we have really an inside and outside. And the inside is how we feel about ourselves and the amount of courage we're going to have and bravery and the scripts that we have, which we've spent a ton of time talking about that stuff already. So that's inside the skin kind of inside your spacesuit, right? That That's your naked body that never really changes. And the clothes that you put on the outside are really the different roles that you perform during the day. So when we look at the inside, right? And that's the inside of us. A lot of us will spend time, money, and energy learning how to become better at the outside, right? So when we put on a different dress or a different suit and we change our roles, maybe we're gonna be a prospector or closer or business owner, or an interviewer, whatever they may be. Inside there, we have role performance. And that's the external stuff. And some we're really good at and some we're not. So what starts to happen is, is that as we increase role performance and we get better at role performance. So if you look at a scale of say zero to 10, and maybe you are a five at role performance, and as time goes on and you're learning and getting better and et cetera, you really get to a consistent rate where you're about a seven. And and then that's where you are on a scale zero to 10 being effective and efficient. And in your mind, for instance, that you have a conversion ratio that if you talk to, for instance, three people on the telephone, three people via uh, social media, whatever it may be, is not necessarily the importance of the context of the story, but you did three attempts and you got one person. And you do this relatively easy and things go along and you have a good run rate. Well, if your goal was to see three people in that week or three people in that day, again, the goal doesn't make a difference. It's if you hit your goal and your goal is pretty consistent and pretty average, what starts to happen is we subconsciously make sure that we act and behave in a manner that keep us pretty consistent. Let me explain for a second. People will learn in the industry of the individuals I was in front of last week, financial planners, they will learn new products. They will learn how to do social Uh, selling. They will learn how to talk to elite wealthy people. They will learn all these techniques. But if one of the techniques, for instance, is how to talk to an executive, then let's just suppose they've learned 
the ins and outs of the trials and tribulations of the elite wealthy and what does it look like, right? So you need to have that kind of information for sure. So they're starting to understand the trials, the tribulations, the problems that they have, how to understand what the problems are, how to ask the right questions, uncover the problems, what are the solutions to solve, all good stuff. But part of the issue is, is that the individual still sitting there learning about how to talk to someone that makes a million plus, in their heart of hearts, is they are intimidated, they're terrified of talking to that individual. So therefore, they're going to learn all this stuff, but they're going to do very little on using it. Let's take it a little different realm. How about income for a moment? Because that's what we started with. People earn what they think they're worth. So if you look at a role performance as a moment, and some days and some months and some quarters, we're on fire, right? We're on top of the world. We are the heat miser. You touch anything, it just turns into sales. It's fantastic. We're very successful. It's like the Superman complex. It's fantastic. Now, there's other times, maybe again, a week later, maybe a month later, maybe a quarter later, when we're sitting on the edge of the bed, taking off our shoes at the end of the night, and we're saying to ourselves, what is going on? This is like the worst run rate I've seen in a while. So there's times where you're on top of the world and you think you should have a parade made for you. And there's other times that you're sitting at the edge of the bed being a cheerleader to yourself because the results are not there. So if you look at sometimes our role performance, and it's not a staircase by any means for many people, many people's role performance looks like an elevator. It goes up and then it goes down. It goes up, then it goes down. Then it goes up, then it goes down. Super successful, successful, then it goes back down again. Goes back up again, goes back down again. So imagine taking, I don't know, visually, a piece of spaghetti that's been cooked pretty good. And you just throw it on the floor and it, it has highs and lows, right? So it looks like a snake almost. Well, on these highs and lows, almost like a bandwidth and a wave, we have the low and we have the high. Let's suppose in our mind's eye that if we look at a scale of, say, zero to 10, 10 being absolutely the highest, zero being can't get yourself out of a paper bag with a flamethrower, let's suppose that this role performance is really between maybe a four and a six. And so that's your wave, four and six, four and six, four and six. That's role performance. So you can literally put a four on the bottom of one of the waves and put a six on the top of one of the waves. And that's kind of your consistency or momentum about how you produce and the results that you get, role performance. Now, again, sometimes it could be a day where you're on fire, then you're not. Maybe it's by week, maybe it's by quarter. But many people have this high and low, up and down, up and down like an elevator. Now, if the average person Let's just say for easy math right now, they're making five grand in variable comp a month. That's what they make. Good month is 6,500, maybe 7,000. An uh-oh month is around two. So their average is pretty much 5,000, give or take, just the example. What would happen if it's the second week of the month? Could be a Monday of that week, could be a Friday of that week. Doesn't make a difference. And this individual didn't do 5,000 so far, they actually have 10,000 closed. They've done two months worth of production in the first two weeks of a month. So when you look at that elevator, that piece of spaghetti, that wobble, right? Where it goes up and goes down, the upside, the top of that wave, the top of the elevator, right? Which is at a six, their production is more at like a 10. So their production is a good chunk above normality. Their production is a good chunk above their better months. What do you think the average person does? Do they put the gas pedal down and do more behavior? Do they do more of the things that got them to be successful? Do you think that's it? 
Or do you think the average person sits back and says, damn, I've already done two months of production in the first two weeks of this month. I can take six weeks off. They actually, what happens is, and it's not a shocking thing, is that when you actually have a good month, many people will decide to coast. Many people will decide to say, I've out-earned what I thought I was going to do, so therefore slow it down. It sounds crazy. 80% of the population lives this way. So when we look at highs and lows and ups and downs in what I call camping, which I'll describe in a second, is that we have this consistency, this role performance that goes up and down. The medium, the middle of your role performance, in this scenario, four and a six, the person's psychological mindset is a five, a five between a zero and a 10, which is pretty normal, by the way. So they believe they're a five. And this is the thing you want to write down in your notes to remember. Wherever you see yourself psychologically, you will always perform one step above and one step below how you see yourself psychologically. So that means if you see yourself as a five, you will perform pretty darn consistently between a six and a four. If you're below a four, you pick yourself up. If you're above a six, unfortunately, you psychologically slow yourself down. It's crazy, but it happens. You earn right now exactly what you think you're worth. If you were making 50, you're going to go look for another job around 50. If you were making 800, you look for another job around 800. So we do have a conceptual connection between earnings and our psychology. So when we look at getting better, when we look at growth, when we look at getting to the next level, the reason I'm doing the podcast, I want everyone to, to understand it's not about just role performance. If you learn how to be a 10, but you still feel and think in your psyche you're a five, you're going to act like a five. Over time, your actions are dictated by the psychology part, not because of role performance. Look, you can take a look at kids in school too. If you take a C student and they go and take a test and they get an ace on that test, the average kid's going to turn around and say, I am killing it in this class. I don't have to study as hard for my midterm. Amazing. We spend so much time, energy, and effort learning how to be better in our roles. How much time are you spending on increasing your self-worth? So when we look at climbers and campers, what this means is, imagine staring at your staircase. And the first level, wherever that is, doesn't make a difference, but the first level is an income growth. So maybe the first level is zero to 50, for instance. So you bust your butt, you take risks, you deal with fear of rejection, you deal with excuses, all the things that are, are, are the devil that you have to deal with inside your head and your heart. You, you really deal with an awful lot of that stuff. You do the things that you're uncomfortable with to be successful. And you start to have an income around, say, just for sake of discussion, 50, 60,000 bucks. Well, if you think you're worth 50, 60,000, you're going to stay there for a little while. And this is what's called camping and climbing. You will climb until you hit an income level. That income level is different for everybody. When you hit that income level, the climbing mentality turns into the camping mentality. Climbing mentality is about taking risks and it's about growth. Camping mentality is all about protecting what you built and preservation. So if you take a look at an individual, they make and they bust their katukish to get up to 50,000. 
Now, when they get to 50,000, they're looking around at their friends and everyone else and what their lifestyle looks like. And they say, I've made it. I am doing fantastic. So all of a sudden, if you look at a staircase, the riser, the front part of the staircase is where they take the risks, where they push hard, where they're getting outside their comfort zone. And then when they hit that income level, it's where the riser is. It's like the flat part of the staircase. They start to camp and they hang out there for a little while. Now, some people never move, but the average person just camps. Now, they camp for two or three years, and then at some point psychologically, they say, this ain't good, or this is not enough, or I can do more, or what's wrong with me? And they look themselves in a mirror and say, snap out of it, kid. And then all of a sudden, they go from 50 to 60, and they may jump up to 80, 90, 100, doesn't make a difference, they jump. And they jump up to that 80 or 90. And all of a sudden, when they get there, like, hey, this is pretty darn good. And they hang out there for a year, two years, three years, then they climb again. So you can see people that go from 50,000 to 87,000 to 120 to 220, 350. There's huge campgrounds all over the place. There's a lot of people that make just under 100,000 because psychologically, that's where they believe they are. They think that 100,000, ooh, tons of money. So psychologically, I don't even know if I'm worth it yet. Then there's another big campground right around 150, 180, 225, 250 is another campground. 350 is a nice big size campground. Right around 450, 480, right below 500 is a huge campground. And the next one's right under 700. There's a really big campground, believe it or not, between 800 and a million. That one more zero, wow, does that really shock the heck out of people? So there's tons of people that are at that seven, 800,000 just because psychologically that million just blows them away. So ask yourself, are you making the same amount of money for the last three years? Are you camping? Are you actually sitting there and looking at all the things you've done? And by the way, your hat's off to you, right? Because a lot of campers, when they get there, they start to enjoy the fruits of their labor. But the thing I want you to understand is psychologically, they choose to slow down. They choose to stop doing what made them successful. It, it's just, as I say it, it's crazy. But as you're listening to it, I need you to really reflect on your life and say, when are there times when I start doing pretty well that I actually slow it down? And unfortunately, in variable sales and in, in selling and running a business and being an entrepreneurial, it happens a ton. So if you find yourself at the same income for three years, ask yourself, why are you choosing to be in the same spot? So these individuals, as we start to look at it, these campgrounds, not only do they earn what they think they're worth, but there's a rippling effect to this. The rippling effect is, is they actually also, their average case size has more to do with your self-esteem than your skills, your average case size. What that means is psychologically, you will look for what you're looking for until you find it, then you stop looking. Let me give it to you again. You will pursue and look and ask questions for and qualify, et cetera, on what you're looking to achieve. That's the objective that is normal for you. And once you hit it, you stop looking. How come you can take two people, one person, let's suppose that their average case size is $3,000. Take another person, their average case is uh, $30,000, okay? Again, not relevant. Just understand there's a difference between the two for the example. So one could be on the lower side. One can be on the higher side. The one on the lower side, their mindset is, my God, $3,000 is a ton of money. That's a good number. That's what I normally get. Because once they hit that number in their mind is, I found it, I'm done. 
Yet the $30,000 producer is going to look at that scenario and say, all right, we just got warmed up. And they will keep looking because their average is 30000 So they're going to keep looking for up to $30,000 and a little more opportunities. That's why an awful lot of times, if you think about it, joint work isn't based on skill set. Joint work is based on mindset. A lot of joint work. If you think about it, right, you have a younger person who happens to get into an opportunity where the opportunity may be outside their swim lane. Yes, I understand there's different skills and there's different mind uh, uh, in terms of knowledge. I'm not discounting that. But I'm telling you, the majority of the people that do joint work could have that sales call on their own. They bring the other person in because they're not as comfortable talking to that individual. They feel outside their comfort zone. And then they have this crazy thing that pops into their head, which drives me even more nuts, is now they're afraid to lose something they don't even have yet. My God, how can you lose something you don't even have? That is a bad mindset to have. That means you're in the back of the chair always. You know how hard it is to win when you're playing defense? So taking a look at our mindset, your average case size has a lot to do with your mindset also. The other piece I want to share with you in this one, and we'll take a much deeper dive in some of this stuff later, but I wanted to share it with you. The other is besides earning what you think you're worth in your average case size, the next piece is who you call on and how high you call inside the organization. That all has to do with your psyche. If you look at an organization and there's employees, different levels of employees and three or four different levels of managers, then you have executives and maybe even an owner. But where you see your psyche, Self psychologically, where you see yourself in your mind's eye will dictate who you call on. If you find yourself thinking that you're more connected to the common worker, that's who you're going to call. And again, unless your product is only specifically for them, but that's who you're going to call. If you believe that you're a middle manager, you're going to call on that middle manager level. If you believe from a psychological standpoint that you have EBS, right, equal business stature, with an executive, you call executives. You know, in this room, Last week, someone raised their hand and said, really? I said, yeah, let me ask you a quick question. The person that runs this office, his name is Theo. If Theo left today, do you think he would go call on school teachers? And they all started to laugh and said, no, he would talk to executives and CEOs. I said, yeah, why? And they sat back in the chair. And that's when one person said out loud is because that's where Theo sees himself. I said, right. We sell to ourselves. We sell to the same psychological level that we believe we're at. So when we look at, and we're comfortable with, right? So when we look at our average case, we look at who we call on and the level of the organization in which we call on has more to do with our self-esteem than our skills. What you think you're worth mirrors your paycheck. If you thought you were worth more, you'd change your job or you would do better at the job that you're at to earn more. That's how it works. So when you look at yourself moving forward, ask yourself, yeah, you got to get better in role performance. You're never going to hear me say no to that. But my gosh, why aren't you spending at least 10% of your time, 10% of your ability to grow and be focused on your self-esteem? Be focused on all the stuff that we've talked about so far. The inside dictates how far the outside goes. So why do we spend all our time and energy only practicing and studying and being better on the outside? I get it. Outside's going to give you confidence a little bit to try it. But the inside is what gives you the courage and the consistency to keep getting better and better and better. So when you're starting to look at yourself and growth, no matter where you are in your experience and your quest to be better, remember, you earn what you think you're worth. 
your average case size had more to do with your psychology, more to do with your self-esteem than anything else. Who you call on has to do with your self-esteem, not your role performance. So at least, at least give me 10% of your personal development is towards self-esteem development. Now, there's a lot of tools we can share with you, the AB journal, right? Debriefing sheets, doing some meditation, making up, waking up every morning and having your pre and at the end of the day, post conversations with yourself. Those are all good, but they got to be focused in on self-esteem, focused in on getting outside your comfort zone. Your body's going to scream to you to stay inside that circle. Remember, role performance in this individual is between a four and a six. Their self-esteem is a five. Your body will scream to keep you in that little circle between a four and a six. Remember, the middle of it is your self-esteem. You will always perform. Remember the rule. You will always perform one step above or one step below how you see yourself conceptually. So your self-esteem is very powerful, but it's also very powerful in the wrong way. It likes who you are. So when you try to become better, it's going to force you, it's going to pull you to become and stay who you are, not to become who you could be. So just realize when your psyche in the back of your head is screaming just to stay where you are, screaming to tell you not to do this, screaming to say things like, I told you so, you shouldn't have tried that. That's the psyche telling you, hey, go back to the way we used to be. It was easier and it was more comfortable. But comfort and ease isn't what's going to get you out outside your comfort zones. So your body's designed to keep you inside that circle. That's why it's hard for many people to break out of it. So when you look at yourself moving forward, remember, you earn what you think you're worth. Here's one easy thing I'd like to share with you, because I know you're all thinking, okay, I get it. I hear what you're saying. I can see it in my school. I can see it in my grades. I can see it in my behavior. I can see it in what I do. You know, how come when I had a good month, it's the middle of month, all of a sudden I come into work late. I go to, I go home early. I start doing no pay time activities during the day. I actually start to slow down my behavior that made me successful. So here's one little tip I can give you, and there'll be more to come, but here's one. Increase your average case size. Increase your average case size by 10% every 60 days. So if your average case size is a thousand bucks, two months from now, make it 1100. Two months more now, from now all of a sudden you're at 1350. And I want you another 10% just increasing it in baby steps. By increasing it in baby steps, your psychology, from a psychological standpoint, you're moving slowly up that staircase. You're going literally inch by inch in an elevator. After these baby steps happen, if you look back over a certain time period, your average case size grew quite a bit, but he did it over a year, small incremental steps. These small incremental steps without you realizing it, is pushing you through your comfort zones slower. It's like a people walker, just with a, with a 5, 10, 15% grade increase, right? So you're on a people walker, slowly going through it. One of the easiest techniques I've shared with people, one of the easiest techniques to get people to grow by 20 to 30% every year with their eyes closed. Increase your average case size by 10%. Remember, moving forward, you earn what you think you're worth. If you're camping, Get yourself in a position and say, why am I protecting what I built? Why have I decided to slow down on what made me successful? It is because your mindset. And if you're telling yourself things like, I'm doing okay, this is great, I don't really need anything else, where I am right now is fantastic. Okay, that's all your psyche convincing you that if you stay where you are, you're not wimping out, right? You're not being something less than you can be. That's your brain saying that to you. At some point, you have to ask yourself is how good can I really be? And if you're camping, you're not, you're not actually fulfilling that question. 
how good can I really be is about growth. And the growth isn't about being, you know, more money and et cetera. It's really about how good can you be? And it doesn't mean you have to work more hours. It doesn't have to mean that you have to put in more time. Actually, I would rather have you figure out how to do more business in less time. So you can have balance, have time with the family, right? But if you're going to create a lifestyle business, that usually is someone who is looking in the mirror and they've accepted themselves on where they are financially. They're camping. But my gosh, you know people we coach that are campers, that have a lifestyle business, can actually have a growth business if they just did it right. So moving forward, 10% growth. Remember, you earn what you think you're worth. You call on who you think you're, you're, you mentally can. And lastly is your average case size has more to do with your psychology than anything else. So moving forward, increase your self-worth so it meets the role performance and techniques that you know. Here's another chapter that we've had in the Building Blocks of Success talking about how come we live in comfort zones and how do we fight out of it. I'll talk to you soon. This is the Building Blocks of Success with Glenn Matson. 